In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Got my Prevna 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Welcome to the What Hip Hop Questions, Legends, and Lists. I'm Nyla Simone. I am the man that puts the jux in juxtaposition. I am Mouse Jones. Oh my God. Why you do that? You wanted me to miss a beat? I said it the same way I always say No, no. I am Mouse Jones. You don't do that. You don't, you don't do the I am. Right, I've been mocking you for the past four yeah, seasons. Yeah, I know how it goes. Right. So I'm better known to some people as a failure. So, you know. What? Who called you that? <laughs> what are you talking about right now? I'm Especially, you know, let's, we, we took a break. So let's just do a quick little catch up lately. Yeah. Trap karaoke's been going crazy. Yeah. I turn on my TV. Mouse is on BET. 
<laughs> he's opening up for you know artists on on nationwide tours like the vision yeah yeah yeah, yeah. pretty great things man life's pretty good i'm so i'm entertained every time i see you post <laughs> i i thoroughly am I, i'd be like man you you're doing great thank you so much coming from you someone i look up to shut up <laughs> guy can't even give him a compliment all right moving on i can't look up to you no nigga no because i know you're lying but all right so we miss talking to you guys week after week but we are now officially back and it's the first full week of march and mouse over the weekend on my timeline De La Soul, the legendary rap group from long island was amityville long island can't forget amityville this year this year's stumping ground yeah 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 um Dayla's music is finally on streaming services. Classic, classic album. Like my favorite, Three Feet High and Rising. De La Soul is Dead, their second album. Balloon Mind State and Stakes is High. Obviously, they have more albums than that, you know, that was released, um, you know, more recent years. But all of these classics will be available on streaming finally. I'm happy that De La is coming on streaming and it's just going to be good to push their and movement think, forward. And I think it'll be a... The thing about De La Soul, I think it'll be a great moment to reintroduce or introduce others, like that whole Jungle Brothers, yeah, you know, m- moment movement. You know, what I mean, I was listening to Buddy the other day, and it's like, your Buddy is no lie, eight minutes long, and everyone got to busy. Moni Love, Plug One and Two, Q Tip, like you'll get to see a lot of you know a lot of people be introduced to this for the first time, so. That's true. I'm super excited. Like, literally, I'm super excited about that. Good. Yeah, I agree. Good point. All right. Welcome, guys. We are back. Season four of the What Hip Hop Questions, Legends, and Lists. And this week's episode, we're going to be talking about best debut album rollouts in hip hop. (laughs) I'm excited, man, because there's a lot of albums that had a lot of impact. Right. Not just like music, but like lifestyle. Yeah. Socially. Tapping in. So, um, yeah, let's get into it, Mouse. Who comes to mind automatically when you think best debut albums? Roll, just debut album? Albums and then rollouts. Or I guess they kind of go hand in hand, honestly. Um, I mean, when, to answer the first question of like best debut album, I'm thinking Ready to Die. I'm thinking Get Rich or Die Trying. I'm thinking... Uh, I know I I may not have a lot of people agreeing with me on this one, but oh, uh, so far gone. Oh, like that's not the album. That was no, that's the mixtape. What was the album? Take not take take care. care. No, take no, care not was the take second. care. What's the first album name? Uh, is it Thank Me Later? Is that it? Thank me later. Thank me later. Thank me later. I'm gonna look. Yeah, thank I don't me later. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think that was a pretty good setup. I don't think anybody would be mad at you for that. I what? think they would. I think they would. Absolutely not. Like, that one's. What? I think they would. Think they would agree so far. Going Same back. with Pink Friday. Pink Friday. Pink Fr- yeah. 50k for a show, no album out. Okay. Oh come All on, right. man! Nicki okay. was coming crazy. All right. No, I can't barb real quick. Go for it. <laughs> yeah, my money's so tall. Yeah, my barbie's got a client. Um, college dropout for sure. I think. Absolutely. If, if you ask me, the one that probably impacted me the most probably going to be college dropout or get rich or die trying mm. just because i was i was fucking You're... peak formidable years there so yeah <laughs> that was... explains a lot Go to hell. get rich or die trying that's your <laughs> that explains a whole lot but i will say honestly i think 
out of everybody you just named, I would have to give it to. Oh, and obviously the miseducation of Lauryn Hill. Right? A rollout? Or just debut album in general? Yeah, both. I'm going to say they go hand in hand. Debut album I don't and recall rollout. rollout. I was Yo, a bit young. She was off the. Yeah. I don't recall no it. No shit. I'm just saying I don't recall it. You remember anything. Biggie's? Yes, because it's been fucking transcribed. It's been transcribed and covered for years. Yes, and so has the miseducation no, no, of Lauren Hill, which no is in the Library of that. Congress. Yes, it is. No one's talking about that rollout. First of all, we've talked about the rollout. No, our- you talked about <laughs> Lost ones. Lost Ones did come out prior to the album. But you're right in a sense it wasn't a huge... Like, it, was, no it came kind of... There wasn't like... She was on the cover of Source. She was on the cover of Vibe. She was off the back of the Fuji's Project, a classic hip-hop album. This was... She, was, she went... She went solo. This was a big deal. I'm not saying it wasn't. I'm just saying the rollout didn't feel like college dropout, palpable. Get rich without trying, palpable. Um, obviously didn't experience it firsthand. Ready to die, palpable. Um, I'm talking about things you can feel it. Fine. And even even to an extent, you know, I I don't give a fuck about it. Illmatic, palpable. Like they were. Ex- Motherfuckers were excited about this shit. Yo, yeah. the shade for Illmatic is nuts. Didn't give a fuck about Classic it. album, but. Um, you talk about, perfect example of, of what you're talking about, Um, and we get into it a bit deeper, but you talk about somebody leaving a group, making noise, you know, they're being palpable, tension in the air, everyone's waiting for this. You go on the West Coast, Dr. Dre, leaves, leaves NWA, signs with Death Row, sets up Snoop, sets up the whole label really with that chronic rollout all right i'm gonna leave everything before 2000s to you guys because i wasn't there but i wasn't there either something in my body is just telling me that lauren belongs in the discussion but we got nikki in there then i I got my one nikki's a good one because she was on monster before it dropped before her album monster she was on bad my chick bad she was on monster was so huge it was so huge for her though she was she was like she was going feature crazy the same way Drake was going feature crazy. Yeah, man, I was on www.drake.com. Yeah, sorry. Downloading ransom. I'm like, damn, who is this guy? This guy's fire. Who is this guy? So let's let's go one by one and get into the numbers. Get rich or die trying. Just had the 20th anniversary. Yeah, it was man. Released in February 6, 2003. <laughs> um, it debuted at number one, selling over 872,000 copies in its first week. One week. When people right. had to get their ass up, go down to the local Sam Goody. <laughs> a month prior on January 7th, the single in the club entered number one on Billboard. It was considered the number one single for 2003. That was in January. That's absolutely insane. That was prior. only released a month prior. Because yeah, I, I feel like that. that, being a kid at that time, hearing it all the time, seeing the video, I felt like it was a year. Well, let's like also give a little year. bit more context, right? Prior to the release... Of his first studio album, Power of the Dollar, 50 Cent was shot nine times in Queens on May 2000. He survived, but was dropped from his label, Columbia Records, who canceled that album's release. So just two years prior, we all know, you know, the story of 50 getting shot nine times. Yeah. Leading up to that album. In 2002, Eminem signed him. Yeah. Well, Eminem drew. A year, that summer, or actually... Yeah, Wangster was released. Wangster was released on the uh, eight mile eight mile soundtrack. Soundtrack. So uh, that was released in November, just a, three months prior to his album release. Yeah, this is a huge. This is a and we know all role. about the Ja Rule beef 
that that Wankster was the director of that jar rule all the time. There's a lot of stuff going on on mixtapes between jars. I was about to say, yeah, you can't forget all the G and the radio mixtapes. But that's what you know. That's the foundation to me. That's that's where the rollout begins because it was it was natural. Like they were already going at him on the G and the radio mixtapes. Then Wankster drops. And then you get the video. I'll never forget that video debuting on 106 and Park. I was like, oh, oh, so we we got one. We really hear. He's, he's like, <laughs> this kind of music, we got one. Because for the longest, you know, if you were in New York at the time, if you was in the hip hop at the time, you knew about 50. Um, I found about 50 from the Jay-Z freestyle. But still, like, just hearing it, hearing it. And then it, it was this beautiful thing, like, in the barbershops. You know, you probably can't relate to this D-block. Um, in the barbershops, the bootlegs. Oh. So just seeing, I remember before Wings to Drop, I remembered before, you know, the the 50, the the, the Jay-Z line at, at Summer Jam. I remember before then, you might have seen one G in the radio. Maybe, maybe. After, all G in the radio, all, all G, one, two, three, four, five. All them who can, who can, who can, who can. So like to see that right there in a barb shop, and then to see it translate on television. Yeah, at, it was a beautiful time. It was a beautiful time to be a fan of hip hop, to be growing up in hip hop. It was a beautiful time. Yeah, I was only like six, but I was. But the image of him for the in the club video falling down when he's doing the the, the oh he comes standing up sit ups, the beat that starts like just that introduction was all part of tough. You got Eminem in the lab yep. creating a masterpiece. Oh, Dre in the lab creating a masterpiece behind them. He was on the he was on a treadmill. Like you're like yo, what? The, With the things connected to The very to first, his... I'm like, what? Like, Is he Wolverine? What's happening? <laughs> then you hear the you know, and then you hear the law. You hear oh, yeah. I shot him. He and, survived. You like what? You know, all my like DJ homies that are from New York, they all tell the time of when Fifty Cent broke in the club and how like. You could only play, like they say, once you played in the club, you couldn't play anything else. You just had to keep playing it on repeat. Like mm -hmm. That's tough. In Tunnel, it was like, just play it again, play it again, and everybody just kept like That's tough. dancing to the same record straight. And I'm like, damn, I can't even imagine something like that happening like, like that now. Oh, Panda. That was probably the last time. Panda? You had to play that shit over and over again. But you wanted to hear Panda repeatedly? <laughs> when it first dropped, hell fucking yeah. Yeah, it was huge. Panda, 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 Because <laughs> it's one of those songs which I feel just the same way about in the club. It's one of those songs where you miss something every time. So when you hear it the second time, you're like, oh, I didn't hear this that time. It, it sounds a bit different this time. I don't know. I, I got Panda I remember, in the same box as Mobama. Mobamba. Obama. No, yeah. I mean, I think in the, in the club, the first off, just letting the beat ride was huge for the club. The build up. Obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then the opening line is still to this day, it's played out, but it's like the opening introduction. Go shorty. It's, it's your, your birthday. birthday. We don't party like, like it's, it's your birthday. birthday. So Timeless. Like, I mean, it was huge. Yeah. It was huge. And... Also, I wish I was in the clubs at that time. Not uh, gonna lie, just because. Uh, not gonna lie. To <laughs> you know, we love a comeback story in America, right? So he comes back from nine shots. The way he looks, I don't Superman know if we love him as. A, I don't know if he was ever looked at as the comeback story. If you look back at that, no one was covering Fifty Cent as the comeback story. He shot anything it was, positive. It was yeah. like you were covering him as the villain. Like he yeah. very much. 
cement and what I loved about him, like if you watch comic books, I said if you watch comic, if you watch comic book movies, if you read the comic books, 50 Thanos. Yeah. You you yeah. you thought you stopped him. Yeah. What if Thanos say in the beginning of Endgame? I was inevitable. Yeah. He was inevitable. He was he was coming no matter what. You tried to stop him with nine shots, didn't stop him. You tried to ignore him, didn't stop him. At even Ho, he took a shot at him, didn't stop him. He was coming. And then when he broke on the scene, it was like, oh, People the believe bad it. guy won. Let's go on to another <laughs> album that had a, an, a rollout and but, a huge album. Oh, you want to say something else about 50, Nyla? Nah, it's fine. Oh, you don't want to give him his credit nothing else? You know, nothing else nice to say about 50. That's so crazy. All right, the college dropout, first thoughts. <laughs> that was so unnecessary. Yo, I just, I was just going to say, no matter who we talk about, I don't think nobody's going to be able to touch 50 Cent's rollout because you can't plan the real life shit that was happening around like his life. Just, it can't be planned. And then the music, the project was there. We'll come back to that though. We'll come back and, and assess after we talk about the other ones okay. on our list. So college dropout. Yeah. I think just as important, if just as impactful, important, intricate as 50s. Cause the car crash. Think about this. At that time, I only knew of Kanye through mentions, and he was on Blueprint 2. He was no, on I think he was on Blueprint 1. Izzo, no, he did. No, but you don't hear him. Oh, okay. I'm saying like... Well, he actually got the verse Yeah, off. like that. that's the only time I knew about it. And then obviously, you know, you read the magazines, you would have, and you'd be like, who is this? Who is this? Whatever. I didn't care. Like, I didn't care about producers at the time if your name wasn't Swiss or... Uh, Pharrell. Pharrell or Just Blaze. Those were like... the. And Timbaland. Those were the four producers I knew by Timbo. faith and I like cared about. Come I didn't here. know nothing. I didn't know nothing about Kanye. You know what I mean? Um, and then I just remember seeing a Dame interview and he talked about Kanye. He was like, he's soulful. so soulful. I was like, oh, okay. That, that's the guy responsible for, okay. But you fucking, I was watching MTV2. They debuted the video. <laughs> MTV2 debuted the video, if I'm mm -hmm. not mistaken. It wasn't on MTV. It wasn't 106. It wasn't TRL. MTV2 MTV debuted the video. And I would watch. This is when MTV2 played music videos. I know I sound old. Um, and this was before school. So it's like 6, 7 in the morning. And it's like you see the pictures on the board and they moving. I'm like, what the fuck? Hold on. I didn't need a reason to be late to school anyway. I was going to do it anyway. So I'm sitting, I'm watching. And you like, yo, the sample's, like, the sample is almost, he, he's utilizing that sample almost as a, a feature because he's letting it go. I drink a boots for breakfast and ensure for dessert. Somebody on it. And you're listening and you're like, this nigga mouth closed, right? And then you see, He's rapping through the wire from there to the rollout. He's everywhere. He's showing you who he is. The, the introduction of the bear, leaning into the bear, the fucking research, him leaning into, immediately he had an impact on fashion, immediately. Some rappers don't because a lot of rappers are coming into something, um, playing the part already, right? Like, Whoever, so when 50 comes out, you know, when 50 comes out, he's dressing like every other rapper. 
a little worse, but he's dressing like every other rapper at the time. Had G-Unit. You know, you know yeah, oh, Velours, let me wear that. Big jeans, let me wear that. Jerseys, I'm going to wear that. Do-rag with the headband, I'm going to wear that. That was some super queen shit. Um, people be trying to steal it. That's, that was queen shit. Um, but with Kanye, it's the exact opposite. Kanye comes in, all right, the shirt fits. Pants were still a little baggy, but the shirt fit. It's a Ralph Lauren every time. And it's a classic Ralph Lauren. Every time he step out, he wearing the blazers over. you like, who is this VH1 soul-ass nigga? He even had me wearing those ugly-ass shades back in the day with the with lines the, in it. Well, that was a few years after, you know. It, I'm just that was saying. Your fault. That was your fault. <laughs> Truly just, your fault. I'm saying that Because you didn't have the real one. That ones. was Kanye influence. Yeah, but that was really your fault. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, at that moment, you're like, this nigga can do no wrong. And then now you're leaning into his story. All right, this nigga is a college dropout, quote, unquote. He's a college dropout. Um, you know, I, I I talk about it all the time. He's a huge introduction to my knowledge and um, even knowing about HBCUs. Um, just based on that first album, I I didn't. I'm from New York, and I I didn't know nothing about HBCUs. Uh -huh. None of my family went to none of my family went to college outside of like the local community college for a few semesters. Nobody went to. I mean, yes, I did find out later that my aunt... It was aunt, mostly a Southern thing yeah, at the time, yeah. I did find out later that my aunt did go to HBCU, but I only when she said the school, I only knew because of Kanye. Like, that piqued my interest. All right, well, what a... You know, what what what, what is Dang, this? I didn't realize that. Yeah. Because it was probably super prevalent no, for you. Yeah, yeah. In New York, you ain't no shit about that. Dave, you knew about HBCUs really before that? That's Yeah, it's more of a Southern Midwest thing. I knew nothing about it. I knew... It's so funny. I'm, I'm I'm reading Stephen A's book right now, and he said something about that, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's the same thing." I knew. I only knew Big Ten. I knew I knew the Big East. That's, Big East. that's so yeah. damn sad. Because I knew sports. <laughs> I knew, you knew St. John's. I knew St. Because Omar Cook went to St. John's, and Francisco went to St. John's, and you know anybody that played basketball a little bit. Ron Artest. Ron Artest. They all went to St. John's. They're always on fucking Big East. Uh, yeah. I knew about UConn. That was my favorite college team at the time. Georgetown. Knew about Georgetown. Knew about Duke. Georgetown. Knew about yeah, I knew about that. I knew about Georgetown because of AI. Yes. Yeah. Knew nothing about Ewing. HBCUs. Ewing. Um, <laughs> so Kanye put you on the HBCUs. Absolutely. Bye. Not heat. Martin. Martin was always wearing a Morgan State hoodie. A I didn't Howard know what hoodie. that was, yeah. though. I didn't Google like, at the time. Like, yeah. I thought that shit was like regular colleges. I didn't know they were HBCUs. HBCUs. So, yes, Martin... Obviously, that put it in front of me, but then Kanye hearing it, it, yeah. it put it together. I knew about the you know Black Greek organizations, aka Step Theta Step. So to this day, when I'm on stage, if I forget to shout somebody, I just run through the lyrics for that song. I'm, I'm like, crying. <laughs> but yeah, that rollout, fucking so, amazing. Yeah, amazing because he leaned into that is somewhat of. I mean, a contrived one, but that's a comeback story for me. That's what brought me in. This nigga is completely different from everyone else over there on Rockefeller. Yeah, I was going to say, back to what you were saying about Daylaw earlier, mm -hmm. it's like it was completely different than the Rockefeller freeway era that you was The second single was Jesus in. Walks, bro. And, you know, after watching that Genius documentary, was it called Genius? Yeah, yep. And it shows like yeah. he, all that was intentional. Well, Cootie and Chike did the Through the Wire video, which I think even in that appealed to fans. I think as far as the, how different it was from the what was happening. appealed to me. Just hey. the whole like zooming in on the photos and the and the, and the cork board. Telling and, the story. And telling the Never story seen nothing like that before in my life. Yeah. Which was really, you know, 
inspiring for sure. I mean, and, it told his story. Yeah, and he leaned into the struggle in front of us, in yeah. front of us, right? Like, what do you say? Oh, 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 nigga, lock yourself in the in the room making three, making making ten beats a day for five something. I deserve to do these numbers on, yeah. on spaceship. You feel what I'm saying? Like, but just every time he shows up, I don't know how because he's not that person. I don't know how he fuck every time you've seen Kanye. And I mean, D Block, you probably speak to it being there in real time too. There was a humility about him. Used he, to be. There yeah. was a loud humility about him, if that if that juxtaposition makes sense, right? Like he would show up, you're like, yeah, he's braggadocious, but I can tell he's he's not as confident that he's letting on. Mm. Right. And it's just, but like I said, he was fly as shit. Yeah. And it had us running down on Macy's in New York. <laughs> had us running down on Macy's. I'm in Macy's putting everything in the bag, running out. Like, I mean, I need this polo. I need this polo. <laughs> I need this rugby. I need this rugby. Like, I I'm, shared an office with Sway, and he would he came by with tapes to play for Sway. He played a version of Dear Mama before it came out later, but like his- Hey Mama. Hey Mama. Yeah, yeah Hey Mama. And- um. Sway's assistant used to play it all the time till like I was going crazy, but he used to always come by before his album dropped and he would play beats for Sway, all Fire. these kind of things. For, for yeah, I Sway. think Kanye just had it. That rollout is just different. Hey, just different. So numbers, it was released 2004, February 10th, 2004. Uh, 441,000 copies sold its first week. Not in the one set. It was number two behind Nora Jones. Uh, behind who? <laughs> Nora Jones. Jones. Don't don't be disrespectful. So the through don't the wire, the, the through oh, the wire on, video. Hold on, she about to be disrespectful. <laughs> I got nothing. Day, I didn't come. Uh, uh, uh. Wow, These fucking kids think they know music. The through the wire video happened five months earlier in September. That was released. Mm -hmm. A year earlier was the car accident that you know MTV News was ahead of the game. Yasmin Richard on, on, at MTV News mm -hmm. was part of the, uh, you heard first about Kanye, this, this guy that everybody was hearing about producing. So, and, and I heard about Kanye, but I don't think the, the wider audience heard until that video dropped in September. And that was, you know, that video I think was on TRL and it was a nice setup leading into the college dropout doing, doing what it did. Yeah, Kyle, you don't even have shit like that no more, right? Like street teams. I remember the street teams being out there with the college dropout signs. I remember that shit. No more street teams. There's no more street teams. Like, the, yo, the, that shit, just the the creativity alone. Like, there are still street teams, by the way. For who? They don't do it all the time, but a lot of the Southern labels do street teams. I be seeing them at, like, festivals. Oh, okay, okay. Um, oh, is it considered street South team? Like, when we go to the, well, yeah, like, when we go to the festival, when we come out of an event, like, the, uh, the, little, the little van, that considered that, a street team? The van with the with the, with yeah, the kinda. video on but they be, it. Like, QC goes hard with Street Team. Yeah. Quality control. And so does the... There's another Southern label. I forget. CMG. CMG goes hard with Street Team. Yes. I be seeing them outside. I was on Street Team, too, for Rick, one of Rick Ross' projects. Look at you. Yeah. I just needed money. <laughs> Try to figure it out. But, like, <laughs> even back to creativity about Kanye. Kanye, like, like drew a lot of those... Or the the initial like promo, he drew that. The like, bear, the bear, bear like the all of this shit was, man. That's the a mascot. time. That's a fucking time. It was. 
And then him, think about, keep talking about rollouts. He was doing shit we didn't see before. He's going on deaf poetry. He's going on deaf poetry slam mm. and performing um, All Falls Down. All Falls Down. So you're currently listening to the What Hip Hop Questions, Legends, and Lists. We'll be right back after this break. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbroke, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful DC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. 
Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Is, um, do you have the numbers for who had the biggest selling debut? It was 50. 50 was, oh, yeah, was 50. 50, 50 to 800 some almost a million a week. I think 50 was the most for a rapper in the first week. Uh, I think maybe NSYNC might have did more. but you know, Still is to this day? Yeah, <laughs> ain't nobody touching that shit. I'm just asking. Albums don't even but sell I want to talk about someone else who right. came close, and his album was released in 1993, November 23rd, 1993. <laughs> he sold 806,858 copies in the first week alone. At the time, was the record for a debut artist and fastest-selling hip-hop album at the time. Uh, his first, he, he first was introduced on Deep Cover with Dr. Dre Can't in even April find of 1992. That then Nothing But a G Thing was released later in November. And then he was also featured on Dre Day um, the, in May of 1993, the video where they... If you ain't up on things. So we're talking about Snoop Dogg. <laughs> His first single was Who Am I? November 11th, 1993. That was... Uh, Snoop just Dogg. Just a few weeks before his album. I actually didn't love that, like that single at all, personally. Why not? Talk to us. I felt like it was too much of a riff of the Parliament about song. to say It just Atomic felt Dog. it was the same Atomic Dog song. Yeah, but what did you want at the time? Uh, that's G that's, and that's Dre all that's day G-Funk. but it's about flipping it right like even no that's that's East Coast yeah East Coast producers about flipping it G-Funk's always been about take this sample build around this where on East Coast production is a lot of flipping the beat like like we just talked about with Kanye, he's flipping the sample and the chipmunk style yeah like like yeah, yeah. Or, or back in you know around that time who, who was the prominent producers Marley um, Marley, Marley yeah. um, speeding stuff up. You know, Ski and all of them, mm-hmm. like they were speeding stuff or flipping a beat over there. Nah, they're gonna. Dre wanted that funk. Yeah, that, that G funk. Like even when I think about Daylight's Me, Myself, and I was another boom, Parliament boom, boom, song boom, sample that they just kind of looped boom, and boom, 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 lifted and wasn't much boom. done to that. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I, I love I love What's My Name. It's I funny. love Gin and Juice. I think Gin and Juice still. Yeah, that's day. classic. 
I, man, it's something about that What's My Name video, seeing him on top of the fucking- Changing it to a dog. Like, I mean, yes, like, that was fun too. And, and I was like, he do it, look just like a dog. And I've never not seen him as a dog. And ever then say. doing it again on the Little Bow Wow video. And for... then doing it again for, <laughs> uh, whatchamacallit? Who? Um, well, uh, Welcome to Atlanta Remix. Mm. So like, but that was the first time the CGI, I- CGI, man, was outdated back then. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was fake? Well, no, it was. It just wasn't it as just looked a little great. Yeah. I think now it, it would look a lot hotter. I, if Snoop wants to do it one more time, we would, I'm here we for would it. love to see it. You know, I enjoyed it every time he did it. I enjoyed it every, standing on top of that fucking um, that donut shop. It was just it was something about that. I mean, and obviously we know him, yeah. but if you look at it, like, how 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 long between um number G thing and what's my name? All right, so nothing but a G thing. Well, who am I was November '93, and nothing but a G thing was a year before. He looked like such a star. Yeah, he looked like such a star. By, who am I? Now, obviously, this is me talking about it in retrospect because I'm seeing it. At the at the least, I'm seeing I'm I'm going over this stuff and watching the you know the VH1 behind the music and all this shit seven to eight years after the fact. But I just see if, if right now you go look at number G thing, he's, you know, he's Dre's backup. Yeah, he's the he's, he's the, the voice, voice of the song. He's the driving force of the song. But it's very clear that this is he's Dre's little man. His hair wasn't even really grown out, right? By the time who am I comes around, oh, we know who Snoop is. <laughs> like we know who yeah. Snoop is. I this mean, is and he definitely had a distinct look. We're style. in his world. Yeah. Nothing but a G thing is a rollout for his album when you think about it. I mean, and you talk I, about I, so I've heard I'm glad we're talking about it. Because I've heard that before and I feel like mm, sure, if we know he's coming, sure. Well, but Dre, I think that was a Dre he had to But be. Dre understands his his strengths, right? I mean, he even put Easy and and Cube in front of him. Right. All the time on NWA. He knew he wasn't the the unique voice. That's the first, first verse. One, yeah. two. Three into the folks. I mean, Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre. Is that show that's dope? That's even stronger than, you know, Go Shorty, it's your birthday. I mean, as far as an opening, opening uh, line. I don't know. White people really love Go Shorty, it's your birthday. Go people Shorty, love that one too, Go though. Shorty, it's your birthday has like, it like infiltrated culture. Anybody I, walking around here talking about one, two. Three if you the play boat. that little instrumental, yeah, and those keys, that, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, I love it. I love it. I, I, I love it. But I do think here goes my here goes my only question. It sounds crazy. You were there. Was the rollout for this for uh, Doggy Style? Was the rollout really the rollout, or was the trial the rollout? Yeah, that's another unintentional part of what happened. Like There's, obviously with Kanye, we have the car crash. With but the car crash happens a year prior. Yeah, but it was, still was, it was part of his narrative, right? We yes, always talk about the story. But right? I'm talking about what sold the album. Well, I think the 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 murder case definitely added some extra national heat. Because the album, the album drops after the not guilty verdict. No, murder that, was or before that came afterwards. Dog, the dog father came after them. Um, the second album came after the not guilty verdict, but he had the case. It was a national attention that um, the dude who was shot by his bodyguard mm-hmm. um, that summer, leading up to the album being released, he, there was he was arrested. You know, that's what I'm saying. Did that sell the album, 
It helped. Well, it helped the national attention. Obviously, we all know this stuff. What, do you think, obviously, you know, we're playing a game of hypotheticals, but do you think the album does this without that murder trial, without the case? Because yeah. at this time, hip-hop is, this is 91, 92. Hip-hop yeah. is very much under fire. It's all they do is this, all they do is that. And then boom, or amidst the world hating gangster rap, boom, gangster rap gets really gangster. Somebody gets shot, somebody dies. And the star is a star is a we all talk about how national attention from two live crew, you know, banned in the USA, it all brings it an extra intent. Oh, I wanna see what this mm-hmm. is all about. From even people who aren't rap fans are gonna buy records just because they hear about someone's name in the news, you know. So Yeah, I'm honestly not that I'm surprised, but I'm a little surprised just because Snoop doesn't really get like, he don't be in people's top five. You know be. what I mean? He shouldn't be. He should be. And I think that's an East Coast bias that even Mouse and I probably have. Like, I think, like, his, what they call Laconic West Coast style, his his style was very unique and different and, and copied. Yeah. Uh, he shouldn't be. Because you look at the downfall. You look at the fall off. It's, too, it's way too drastic. It's like he used up all his good stuff. But he always give us something. He always gives us something, but... To be in a top five where you, you know, I hate to start sounding like the list, but there's criteria you got to meet, right? Not where's this lyrical, enough. where's the lyrical dexterity, dexterity, where's the storytelling, the multiple flows? After Dog, I ain't gonna lie to you, Dog Father was ass to me. But after Doggy Style, it takes a fucking huge nosedive until, right, until about... Drop it like it's hot. Drop it. Whatever album that was. That's a. That's a. That's some. That's some years to yeah. be asked. That is some years, but he did come back. <laughs> that's some years to be <laughs> he, asked, he's bro. He's staying relevant. I. He's there. Think about it. He's on sensual seduction think, vibe. Think about this. Still, Trey. Sure. I. I oh yeah. Love, for, forgive my insolence. Yes. Still, Dre. How can I forget? Even then, that's mad long. Yeah. But I say that's that's not dog his father, too, right? Dog to me, dog father was ass, and I know a lot of people agree. West Coast people agree that dog father's ass. So if we're talking about from doggy style, the next time he's not really, then there's dog father, and I think there's one more in death row, or just dog father's the last one in death row. I think he might have put another one out, and then he goes to last meal, mm-hmm. last meal, and then he goes to. No people limit. say two of America's most wanted. They put that in there, like the him and Pac song. Pac carried that. Yeah, I, and you know I don't like to give him no credit for nothing. Okay, <laughs> Pac carried that. I okay. did not give a fuck what Snoop took. Yeah, mm-hmm. honestly, Tupac's not on our list. Because his debut, his debut. Was, his debut album was fucking nobody cared. Was it strictly for my? All right, you fine. better relax. I I, I think <laughs> <laughs> it didn't sound like he was gonna stop. <laughs> I think for the sake of debut albums, yeah, Pac wouldn't be in it, but... We didn't care but, about but, that but, motherfucker. But for other projects that he has, like All Eyes on Me, I, he had a lot of attention. Is that a re-debut? <laughs> no, he definitely had some rollout attention, yeah. for sure. Let's talk about someone who a had a lot of attention on him. Plus, with movies and all types of pockets he was in. Okay, mm. but it's not a debut, so carry on. Yeah, okay. so he went to No Limit. But let's he talk about no some Limit, current so people. Di- like Who? Like Drake, like Nicki. Kendrick. Like, Kendrick, ooh, like Kendrick, yes. Kendrick, I think if we're talking about any of these people, yeah, you know, you can't can't forget. Drake comes in the the way, you know, I, I, 
I know people feel a way about him. But if we're talking about who's keeping the hip-hop, Drake kept it very hip-hop with a rollout. He dropped So Far Gone, a mixtape. Great mixtape. Great. And my, and if you ask me, he dropped three fucking amazing mixtapes that did exactly what it's supposed to do. Get the world talking. Get everybody interested in you. Then yeah. boom, you come with a good album. Wasn't an amazing album. You come with a good debut album. That was a really good album. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. But what? did Drake have the other unintentional, like the unintentional marketing stuff? Yes, I think so. I think, I think uh, when the world start caring about the music, then they care with who is this kid. When you care about who is this kid, the Degrassi you go stuff? straight to Degrassi. <laughs> that's a, that that <laughs> matters. That you, now, but that that's more of a, a, a an Achilles heel or yeah, a thorn. Like, that was more of a stain on his resume what? at yeah. that time. Yeah, now I mean, it was he hard. It. To, no but one, he came. I don't think so. I think he comes in. First of all, you couldn't put a stain on his record at the time because he came in with so far going. He is singing and rapping and being vulnerable and ra- and, and singing about girls playing him. I'm the same yellow boy that used to play up on the grassy. Get fucking twenty thousand. When he said that, I'm like, damn, he was on the grassy. This is what I'm saying. So can we bring in Chris from Critics of Culture to, to help with this? Who else we might be? Oh, he's yeah, definitely sure. gonna let us know what we forgot about. <laughs> but like when I'm thinking of rollouts having being impact. Once again, your Drakes, your Nickies. Once again, keeping it very hip hop. Nikki was on every. She was smoking every five star chick fe- feature there was. Like oh shit, she, yeah, like every very hip hop. Yeah, every feature she's killing. Um, Shout out to Lil Wayne because those Miles, are two of his. He they, he ushered them in. They followed. The, they followed him. Yeah, they followed his rollout. Keep it wrapped. Jay Z hasn't had any artists with an amazing first album rollout. I would say Beanie Siegel. I would say it. You're just a fan. Okay. Wow. All right. Disrespectful <laughs> like, to Beans. Disrespectful. Disrespect that, to Beans is crazy. This. I said Little Wayne has two artists with a first amazing album rollout. Does Jay Z have any artists? Yes, he does actually. With an amazing album. He has. Rollout? He has. He has four. Name the four. Well, not 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 four. He has three. Name the three. I'm going to go Bean. I'm going to go Beanie Siegel. I'm going to go. Wait, he does have four. Beanie Siegel, Kanye West, Young Jeezy, Rick Ross. Jeezy's under Jay? He was the the A&R. Jay was the president at Def Jam. He had, his hand was on him. It's Same hard thing to, with Ross. That feels like a stretch. Yeah, I don't know if that, you can. G, 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 I don't know if you can compare Jay's. Yeah. Are we kidding? Kind of the president talking, of Def Jam. He signed them. No, I'm talking. Yeah, but they're established artists, though. No, no, no they I'm, weren't. No, he signed I'm, them. I'm talking Rockefeller, bro. You're talking. No, you're I always say that's up. probably the one of the. You you're can't compare Dre to having a golden touch the way, the way Dr. Dre did, in a sense of like tapping up and coming. Like when I think of. When I think of Are you kidding me right now? No, when I think of Jay's artist and album rollout, like, you know J. Cole, my favorite rapper. I can't say J. Cole had an amazing first album rollout. That's J. Cole's fault. Okay, Rihanna. That's Jay's direct artist. I can't yeah, say Rihanna. That was his first time working with a pop star. Oh, wow. See, this is why, this is why you said <laughs> He's not New York used to so working biased, with pop stars. Bro. Give him rappers, he's going to give you gold. Yo, you're so biased. It's you crazy. gave him two rappers, he gave you gold. We acting like Rick Ross don't exist? We acting like no, no, no. hustling, I'm, I'm hustling, not, hustle, no, I'm hustling. I'm not saying that they don't exist. But there's I'm a difference between real hard, hustle, him running hustle. Def Jam and being at that point. What is the difference? Please tell me the difference That's between president. That's not his artist, Mouse. How? How's it not his artist? Not his artist. Def Jam. 
Please tell me how's not his artist. Because like, he's he's already established. He just signed who is his established? Him. Rick, Rick Ross was established. Where was he established? So at? Tez is, no, no, no. So Tez is the president Please of Young Money. Does that mean that Tez yep. is responsible? Yep. No, no. Please tell me how Rick Ross was established before getting to Def Jam. I don't want to do this conversation. Yeah, hustling. No more. I just hustling released on Def Jam. So please tell me where Young Jeezy was. But it was. I would hear that argument more about Jeezy than I would about Ross. You're now listening to the What Hip Hop Questions Legend List. We'll be right back after the break. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is gonna make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. 
AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. All right. You know what? This is weird. I feel like I'm agreeing with Mouse, but you lost me with this Jay-Z Rockefeller talk. All right. Let's get a second opinion on it. Of course, we have a good friend of the show who uh, uh, runs the Critic of Culture account on Instagram. Chris. What's up, Chris? I just wanted to say uh, Ross had a situation with Slip and Slide and Suave House before he went to Def Jam. So he wasn't necessarily established as in successful yet. He was kind of on that grind of being on the label without having any albums out. He was doing a lot of ghostwriting and mm. songwriting for Trina way before Hustler came out. But he wasn't established. Right, right. Yeah, I think do, I don't know if established is the right word, but the big, was, his biggest look you know, at that do time. You, do you consider Rick he, Ross Jay Z's artist? At Def Jam, yeah, Jay Z signed Def Jam. And, I mean, he signed uh, Ross and Jeezy at the same time. So that's his artist. How is it not? He signed them. Well, because remember, L.A. Reid wasn't going to sign them. Jay Z don't own Jay- Def Jam. No, but at the time he was the president. Uh, he was the president or the CEO of Def Jam. So. Maybe he wasn't signed to Rock Nation or Rockefeller, but it's kind of like a lot of people will say that L.A. Reid, you know, was the one who signed uh, Outkast, Outkast. And TLC because he was he was at LaFace. That's fair. Or he Thank was you. Stop LaFace. playing that with him. That was, that, that, Stop that, playing that, with that him. But I do think. Put your fucking hands Stop down. Playing <laughs> with him. I think this is a little like sports, though. It's like a guy who uh, and uh, the guy who drafts. A, a dude from college. Yeah, he's already established with his skills. You're gonna you're gonna draft someone who's who's got talent. And who's yeah, got but a buzz. Uh, yeah, but you have you to. can't compare Jay Z's nurturing to Dr. Dre or why how. not? You can't, Mouse. I because mean, because first of all, you can't because Dre is a musically inclined producer. But what Jay-Z he did with he knows what works. You, I'm going to give you gold. O'Shea Jackson, Eric. Easy E, like okay. those guys, he turned into Ice Cube and Easy E. Oh, and, and Marshall Mathers, he turned into like Eminem. And like, Jay Z didn't turn Jeezy into a successful platinum selling rapper. He was yeah. he was a, he was a rapper. He was a I successful, successful rapper. We all rap. I think he helped. I think he helped cultivate Jeezy and Ross by signing them to a bigger situation. I don't know if they. I think they may have already had the talent and skill set, but. Having that machine like Def Jam behind you means you have access to but certain producers, I, I think the difference, a marketing budget. I think the difference in the statement that I was making is that from what you just said is what made the difference for them was Def Jam the machine. But what Wayne did was what Wayne did. It wasn't a machine. What did Wayne like do? We, we, he brought in Nikki and and Drake and he introduced him to us like are you still we, forgetting why we, are you trying to act like Kanye I didn't mention Kanye no either. I didn't I didn't argue Kanye oh okay that was you I, you got that y'all about to that, get me tight that was there but I'm saying like the appeal was because Wayne's close up Wayne's the hottest rapper in the world right now and this is who he's okay. pulling in okay that's I think that's how'd my... that work for Lil Chucky who mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly how it worked for Lil Twist 
Tiger. Lil Twitch is still there. Tiger's doing good. What, what is y'all talking what is about? Tiger, give us a hit once a so year. Let's get back to our, our topic. We're he talking about the best rollouts. No. He don't give us a hit once a year? Where's our hit from last year? Tiger's. No, what is what, well, what, what was your argument with Lil Wayne Nala? Exactly. Was, she don't even know. No, you just no, want to argue against no, Jay-Z. No, no, no. <laughs> I said that. I just said Wayne did it best because he got two artists with great first debut album rollouts. But so did Jay. Jay got three. No, he does not. You just said that Death he Jam is Jeezy. the machine that made it. He no. said I didn't say that shit. Jeezy, Ross, Kanye. Oh, I see the argument. Who Dame found now. Okay, so what, huh? so what do you think? No, what you, I didn't hear you D Block say it again. No, Chris, Bro, what, what you say, D Block? Shut uh, up, Mouth. Huh? Ka- Kanye, who Dame kind of. Well, guess what? Rock, he was signed. Guess what? Guess what? He was signed to Rockefeller. He was signed to Rockefeller, and Rockefeller was owned by who? Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, Dame by had, three people. Dame, Dame cultivated Kanye based who on was si- but who was signed to him. He ain't lying. Listen, he ain't lying. I didn't see Dame. I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't hear uh, Kanye rapping about Dame on Big Brother. My Big Brother was Big's brother. Used to be Dame and Big's brother. I thought you said you didn't hear him rapping about Dame. He ain't say he didn't give a fuck about Dame. He said Dame. He said that was your big brother. Look, both both Bigs, Jay and Dame are all equally responsible for Kanye. And also, Jay was writing his checks, so he's gonna be making songs about the oh, guy yeah, writing they, his checks. Now, they all now get the Jay was writing his check. Okay, <laughs> at that enough. point for sure. I don't want. Well, why do we bring Chris here? Tell Chris why he's here. Chris, no, we I- are here talking about the best rollouts by a debut hip hop. Chris said he Art. understood my point, and I wanted to see if he still felt the same way after he understood where I was. Uh, yeah, I just mean I, I understood what you was talking about. You're talking about Wayne's cosign versus Jay's cosign about the the artists that they helped put on and helped get bigger and stuff. Yeah, which is why I was saying I feel like Jeezy and Ross don't really count. It literally counts. I, uh, if you want to make an argument of whether. Uh, Jay put Ross and Jeezy on at depth. You can, but it's just, I I don't I don't know. You can you can make an argument that Jay uh signed. I mean he did sign Ross and Jeezy, um, and he did give them a co-sign, but Jay never owned Def Jam. What so I don't mean? I don't know how you want to have that discussion. But he did he did he definitely signed he signed Neo, he signed Tierra Marie, he signed Rihanna. He signed Ross, Jeezy. Ooh. There's a lot of people Stop playing that got with him. put on. Stop playing time. with him. Yeah, I remember they was Freeway. pushing. They was pushing Tierra Marie and not Rihanna. Remember that? Well, Tierra Marie was on Rockefeller. You don't remember that? that? That's because they made Rihanna a pop star instead of an R&B singer. Tierra Marie was on Rockefeller. And I like the pop joints too. But all I'm saying is, are we talking best debut projects? Chris, who do you have on your list? We talked about 50... Kanye, Snoop, Nikki. Best rollouts. Well, well, we talking about fifty. Of course, you know you have to mention him because he was like the biggest thing. Biggest. He's probably the last male hip hop artist out of New York that had like the biggest career. Like I don't think anyone has been as big as him. Um. You, did y'all mention DMX? Oh, DMX. Ooh. Oh, we did it. Y'all gotta remember the Rough Rider movement in the late '90s was was big too. Like DMX had a lot of buzz as a new artist. So did Fifty. Um, yeah, I played in DMX space. 
Y'all played in DMX page. Y'all forgot DMX. Who's y'all playing? Y'all, oh, get at me, dog. And he and he dropped and he dropped two albums in one year. Yeah. Well, we're but talking about debut. we're not talking about after everything that happens after the debut is what it is. But the lead up to it's dark right, and hell right. is hot. Yeah, I understand. But yeah, I just think um, at that time, you know, Irv Gotti said it best. They were trying to be the uh, different. They were trying to be the anti to Bad Boy because Bad Boy was shiny suits and all that. And they wanted to be more gritty and hardcore. And and that's what DMX was. And if you think about it, you know, 50 Cent kind of was like a, a, a second wave of that as far as him being the 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 street persona that. I guess he felt Ja Rule probably didn't live up to because mm-hmm. I feel like 50 Cent Street credibility added to the success of that first album. I had a conversation about Get Rich or Die Trying at work the other day. He was basically saying, you know, him being shot nine times and stuff like that made the music more believable. Yeah. No, nah, absolutely. A thousand percent. Like I said, it makes you the villain. I don't think when you talk about anticipation, when you talk about that feeling of, you know, you don't get that anymore the way you did during that time. You really don't get that I mean, it's anymore. Too, it's too much access. Well, well, that's be- well, that's because, yeah, like Mouse said, we can actually see these people, I ain't going to say growing up, but we kind of, we see everything now. So there's no mystique. There's no, there's no like hype or build up. It's kind of, we already know what's going to happen. Someone makes a tweet and we know, oh, they must have an album coming based off what they said in the tweet. Yeah. So I feel like, point. I feel like that era like what, like what y'all mentioned was y'all mentioning Drake and that class of rappers in this conversation, or, y'all, or was y'all cutting it off? At no, the no, early no, absolutely. Nyla brought up Drake and Nicki. Huh? Nyla brought up Drake and Nicki. Yo, you did. Yeah. What, what was your thoughts on um that that class that um 2010s era I, of rappers? 50k for a verse, no album out. Yeah, my money's so tall that my Barbie's got to climb it. Yeah. <laughs> mother, mother, on it, on it. <laughs> like, absolutely. Nikki, crazy. Nikki came crazy. We talked about, you know, her features with Gotti, her features with um, Ludacris, big records, then the Monster record. I mean, Nicki Minaj even had me cutting my hair to get a bang. I wanted a Barbie bang. You had a bang? I had a bang. Can, you, can we post a bang? Can we post a picture? No, you and, can't. And I- and at that time, that was when people were actually buying albums. I remember a lot of the promo behind that. Was it Pink Friday? Pink Friday. There were people outside, people outside waiting, you know, to buy that album. And this was this was hard copies. Yeah, at I got that the time. physical still. You do yeah. right. So so yeah, there was a lot. Of, and you got to remember, Nikki went down south and was rocking with Gucci at the time. Yeah. So she had a lot of anticipation as a New York artist coming out coming from the south. Yeah. Yeah, that record she did with Gucci Slumber Party. Right. Went up. Then we also talked about Drake. He tried to say Drake's first project wasn't that great. It's not. It is. You talking Think Me Lazy not a Think Me Lazy not I like that project. It's not a it's it's that, it's decent. You can still hit those records and and get the them off. Album, you can. I don't think that I I don't, I don't think it's a bad album. I just don't think it lived up to So Far Gone. A lot of people felt mm-hmm. Friday Night Lights was better than the sideline story. And I think, honestly, at that time, I think mixtapes for a long time were just better projects than albums. I, I also think they had to put, like, they had to put their best shit on the mixtape so they could get the budget to do everything right. else. Like, the mixtape was how they proved themselves to get a budget. And then, yeah, you know, once you, once you get with the label, then you got to 
play think, into the new I think, rules. I think shit. what we were seeing at the time was we were seeing artists have to, in that instance, we were seeing artists have to exist in two different spaces, right? You have to put out your mixtape, and your mixtape, there's no hose ball. You don't got to really adhere to anyone because this is yours and this is for your fans. Yeah. Once you sign to the label, now you got to play the label games and you got to, hey, we need a girl, we need a track for this BPM. We need a ladies track. We need this track. So like when you look at it, like a lot of those artists from that time that were playing, that had, like, I've always said Drake, um, Drake, Cole, Wale, they, mm. they literally, those three specifically, they laid the foundation for, and maybe Wiz, they laid the foundation for the people who had to coexist in both of these spaces. You look at Wale's debut album compared to his, his More About Nothing mixtape, you're like, whoa. Two, Shit. What Dom the fuck? Kennedy too. But Dom Kennedy never had a major label debut. I'm, I'm, nah, he's always been, or, or mixtape. So he's never he's never contrived he's never had to have those contrasts. Mm. You look at Think Me Later compared to So Far Gone, Friday Night Lights compared to the Sideline Story. I like the Jay Z joint. I like the the Jay Z joint. I like the Alicia Keys karaoke light up. It, it did, but it didn't hit the same. It didn't hit the same the I way the, hate the Alicia Keys did. record. Do you really? Like, I hate the Alicia Keys record with all of my all of all of this right here is what I used to hate it. Damn. And Drake said Drake said that first album was rushed. He he wasn't able to take his time with that album like he did with Take Care. Like I'm I'm not saying Think Me Later is a bad album, but I think it's I don't think it's his best project. All right, I, Think I Me Later, four hundred forty-seven thousand copies sold the first week. We're also forgetting uh, Lauren Hill's Miseducation, four hundred twenty-two thousand first week. Could have used a better rollout. Pink Friday, three hundred seventy-five thousand. <laughs> it's first week. Pink could've, Friday could have used a better. No. If you don't leave me alone, I'm just saying. I'm saying Lauren Hill could have used a better role. And it's dark and hell is hot. Two hundred fifty-one thousand uh, in nineteen ninety-eight. First week. This is before rap started doing these crazy first week numbers in like ninety-nine and two thousand. Yeah, we're also forgetting a one shot Moss. Okay. Little Bow Wow <laughs> debut album. What an, what a rollout that was. Do you I can't, remember? I can't little, speak to that. Do you remember a little Nyla? thing called Mall Tours? Okay. <laughs> little thing called 106 and Park, who he spent number one, the first video to be retired. Huh? Was it really? He was. And then went on to have many videos retired. Look, Just, you know, that was my era. I had the poster. Just I saying, got the album. beware of dog. Let's but, let's not disrespect. I don't know if I would. Let's not disrespect Bow Wow. When we're, see, y'all always disrespect the legends. I don't know. I just sure, yeah. yeah. I can't say oh. no. I'm a fan. I can't say no. The point, but I think in all this, we 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 are missing Kendrick. You talk mm. about somebody like Kendrick. Kendrick comes out of seemingly out of nowhere. Right? Do you do you do you consider Good Kid, Mad City his first album or Section Eighty? I I consider Good Kid, Mad City it's his Good debut Kid, album. Mad City. Yeah, I, I consider it. I, Section Eighty. You know, but that was the one. That was his Friday Night Lights. That, that, I, that actually, was like I, I disagree. That was his pa- really. That, I think Overly Dedicated was his Friday Night Lights. Well, Overly Dedicated was the mixtape, but Section Eighty was his first independent. Album drop, kind of like how you know there was an album before Get Richard. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was one of those types of situations. His independent album, 
But I feel like I like Section 80 more than Good Kid Mad City. That's, oh. that's just me. I don't know. I, oh. I just did it. Oh, but I think um, I feel like I feel like more yeah, people talk day. about Section 80 than Overly Dedicated, though. Uh, yeah. I think they do, yeah. too. Yeah. But I do like Overly Dedicated as well. Overly Dedicated is the one for me. Like Over Section. I take Overly Dedicated Section, then I take Good Kid, then I'll... But I think Swimming Pools is such a different kind of single. Like, I, I've grown to love it, but I didn't think... Paul up, drink. But I, see, that's the thing. You talking to somebody who's been listening for so long, when I hear Swimming Pool, I'm, I'm used to it. Yeah, now we are, but... I, I, I was already used to it, so I'm like, when I hear it, I'm like... It wasn't even I, that record for me. The record that had the most... Uh, I know what you're going to say. What? Money Trees? No, I was going to say Mad uh, City. Oh, I'm sorry. I, what I, you thought I, about to say? I was going to say Poetic Justice. Oh, I mean, I love Poetic Justice, too. Then you had Drake on it. It was definitely a moment, so but... So extra. Mad City at parties. It was oh, like... Oh, God. That was a different it, time. Yeah, like... Yeah, 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 man, damn. I'll never forget that. That's so. crazy. Yeah. yeah, but that—that's a rollout. You talk about a rollout. You talk about this kid came from nowhere, and now boom, he's here. He's here on this future. On like, nah, son. That talk about a ro- he's on these stages, right? Like he's hitting the road, and I think that has to do with you know him spending that year on tour with you know rest in peace Nip in the game. Um, I think he just seen where he could be, take it. where he could take it. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna hit the road. Dre, let me be on the road with this thing. I'm, I'm gonna perform here. I'm gonna perform here. I'm gonna perform here. You know what I mean? I think that was a part of that rollout. Um, and before we, you know, we're we're talking about these artists. You can't forget about Trav. Travis Scott might really be king of the rollout. Mm. Yeah. Well, just to that add with, with with Kendrick right quick, you also gotta remember that um, leading up to Good Kid, Mad City, he already had buzz because of. Section 80, and then Drake put him on his album. Like those, you know, those. He was on that 902. He was on that did that tour. Yeah. 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 The Compton so album was, was the name was, of the Compton. Right. Right. And then he also, he kind of became the new face of West Coast hip hop. So that kind of added to the buzz of this. Who's this new guy from, you know, from LA that's making all this noise? So I just think he had a, he had a lot of buzz just. Because of all the momentum he was building up for himself on the internet as well, and which you know I'd say 2011 was like he was like the new guy that everybody was talking about, and next thing you know 2012 he dropped Good Kid, Mad City, and you know the rest is history. So before we get out of here, is there anyone we're forgetting? Are we comfortable with talking? I think we put it all out there. I think who who do we who are we gonna say is the best best rollout of all time best for a debut album? Fifty motherfucking set. Man, it's tough between him and Kanye. Man, it's fifty. And it's tough, but it's you know, absolutely as, fifty. As the as the bad guy, I'm gonna have to go with fifty. <laughs> Not as who, the bad guy. Who has guy. the best? Who who had the best origin story? Uh, Kanye or Fifty Cent? You know, get well, fi- someone well, 50, who crashed. Fifties was true. We don't know what Kanye's origin story is. We just have a construct. We see all these years later, which is a construct. Thing to work was for the, the co- album. We're still healing from the whole Kanye thing right now. <laughs> hold, hold, <laughs> hold on. So you don't think you think he got into a car accident on purpose? No, no not the not car accident. That's not his part. origin story. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. That's what I was talking about. Oh, still fifty. Yeah. Oh, okay. Still I'm 50. giving it to fifty. A car crash is one thing, but even down to just like niggas survive car crashes every day. And all right, <laughs> niggas <laughs> nine times. This nigga has to be the worst shooter in the world. (laughs) 
Like, wherever they found that nigga, they be like, yo, bro, don't ever... Sh-. You can't even lock him up. <laughs> you shot somebody nine times and they didn't die? The only thing you can that's tell me funny. is that that's literally... When the 50 biopic comes out, that's going to be an interesting story for sure. Who? I'm not it playing did. a shooter. That's, a real was one. Was a real one, though. No, Richard Dye oh, oh, was okay. like loosely based. <laughs> like, that's not the biopic. A real one, but, you know... So we all, I think I'm unanimous about 50 as well. I think it's it's still, even if you look at the numbers, 872,000 the first week for a debut. I mean, there's albums that did better than that on Marshall Mathers, but those were not debut albums. And so did 50 actually, The Massacre did, did better its first week. But you talk about anticipation. In my opinion, in my, in my humble opinion, it's, the, it's the better album. Here we go. <laughs> the Massacre is a better I, album? Well, let me say it this way. Yeah. I enjoy The Massacre. Get Rich or Die Trying is the better album. Yeah. I personally enjoy The Massacre a lot more. I enjoyed listening to that 50. Mm. Well, Chris from Critics of Culture, thank you for joining us this week. Nope. Thank, thank you guys for having me. Y'all, hey, just want to add, y'all got to get Carl Jones on the show. He's the guy who produced the Boondocks and a bunch. he's worked with a bunch of rappers. He's, he's got a bunch of stories and a lot of uh, dope hot takes. You oh. know him? Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I would love to get him, get him on the show, and and definitely, you know, have y'all chop it up about different things as far as you know, cart the. I think the relationship between cartoons and hip hop would be a dope discussion. I would love that. Please connect. Hit us up, Chris. I got you. Thanks. All right. So to answer the question of today, it's Fifty Cent. That's Fifty. It's Fifty. Ferrari F. Ferrari. Get F50. rich or die trying. Get rich or die trying. Yeah. I, yeah. I, when we set the question, I already knew the answer. I was stuck, though. I was stuck. I was stuck between him and Kanye. I think we had great runner-ups. Kanye's a strong runner-up. Doggy style, I think, is a strong runner-up, Yeah, too. I think we had great runner-ups, but it's absolutely 50. That's great. You and to see where he is now... Makes they it, got the best. We have to talk about best TV rollouts too. He yeah, got that too. It makes it even more just admirable. <laughs> but um, <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed. Natalie, you didn't throw a tomato yet. You know. There wasn't nothing to throw a tomato. Don't drag weird. it. You're about to drag it. There's <laughs> yeah, nothing to throw a tomato weird. about. I wasn't about to throw it. I'm like, I actually, we were on the same page. But, Especially um, about Bow Wow. Yeah. I'm a Bow Wow fan, so I don't know. I can't. I know the internet be playing with him. I don't play with him. I don't play with the legend. Don't play with him. (laughs) Don't play with him. Don't play with him. Don't play with him. (laughs) Then you don't play with him. Okay. See you guys next next Monday. Monday. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. Tell a friend to tell a friend. We'll be back. Because we back. Because we back. Don't miss an episode of The What? Hip Hop Questions, Legends, and Lists. Listen and subscribe on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. The What? Hip Hop Questions, Legends, and Lists podcast is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network, and our executive producer is Darren Byrne and produced by A-King. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic. And at higher risk? 
get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home.